Blackline recently published a report titled Finance and Accounting in a Post-COVID World Navigating the Changing Landscape. The report noted that 43% of respondents to the study say their organizations have become more focused on scenario planning and stress testing as a result of the pandemic. Future CFOs' own discussions with finance leaders in Asia identified the same conditions. At a recent roundtable, one CFO commented that she can't recall a period in recent history where her team has done so many what-if analysis than in 2020. Another CFO pointed out that COVID-19 has elevated stress testing to a whole new level. Speaking to future CFO on the topic of bridging the confidence gap in financial data is Terry Smog, Senior Vice President and General Manager, Asia Pacific and Japan for Blackline. Terry, welcome to Podchats for Future CFO. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me today. So let's start off with very briefly, what was the purpose of the survey? Well, you know, if you can't think about it, Alan, almost overnight, the impact of the coronavirus pandemic has became the single greatest threat to global business continuity. Uh, we can't think of it in living memory, right? As long as I've been here, at least on Earth. But it, so it's forced many organizations to really rethink their operating models, you know, in a bit to really survive in, in this truly unparalleled set of challenges. And we still don't know what's around the corner. So Blackline, we went out and did this survey, right? Purely where we worked with our independent researchers, census-wide, to examine the impact of COVID-19. And what we did was that we took a randomly selected set of large organizations, so 1,300 business leaders, F&A uh, professionals, in, in seven markets. So it was just not done here in, in Asia, but we went in the US, in Canada, UK, Germany, France, Singapore, and then down south to Australia. And the, the real perspective of why we did that was to really understand the, and recognize the critical role that financial data has to play in informing businesses about strategy and continuity. Poor visibility, if any, the lack of access of real-time data, is that a hindrance to companies? And more importantly, importantly, the ability to respond to volatile market challenges, right? You know, what are we doing? How's the organization reacting to it? You know, and are the people ready for it? You know, is the technology ready to embrace that bit? That was the crux of the, of the whole survey altogether. Now, if you compare the global data versus those of Australia and New Zealand, do FP&A professionals in Singapore and Australia vastly differ from their counterparts in North America and Europe? You know, I would say this part of the world, there is a bit of a significant difference, right, in regards to where we look from a perspective of percentages, right, if you can think of it. So 35, 40% of it in this part of the world, in Singapore, in Australia, they are really confident in terms of the data that's coming out from them. Then if you look at in the US, right, there is a bit, every percentage better, so it's a slightly higher in there. Now, having said that, right, you know, while the percentages in Singapore are in, in, in Australia, so Australia was about 57%, uh, and then Singapore is about close to just under 40%. The idea then again was that is this really correspondence to what the reactions to the market is? Because some markets are pretty much insular in, in terms of how they reacted to COVID-19 or from the day it started. So there's a differentiation here. Some of the key concerns raised by the survey, such as the inability to effectively collaborate with 27%, which could lead to data inaccuracies, 24%. The inability to gather data quickly to enable to respond to unpredictable markets, which is 28% and remote working leading to greater vulnerability to fraud, 33%. Now, why do these concerns exist given that we already have technology in place that's been used by fp for some time now? 
you know, we are creatures of habit, right? Finance is really feeling the strain. When I say the lack of collaboration, we talk about the lack of resources. Maybe the scope of what they're expected to do is changing. And clearly, in terms of where things are, traditionally, finance being mission-critical function for any organization, any industry, have been doing this job physically in an office. You rarely hear finance people working remotely, if at all. The lack of collaboration is playing a part whereby people lack the interaction, the engagement of seeing their colleague in month end spending 12, 14 hours hours a day, which is very typical. I say FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. Am I missing something? Am I doing the right thing? Am I engaging with the technology around that? Not forgetting, right? There's also the element of being uncertain. A lot of finance data, if not all of it, majority has been sitting on-prem. Cloud has been around, as you clearly said, technology has been around. How many people have really embraced that move that, you know what, I can work anywhere as long as I have access, secure access to my network. The lack of access to real-time data difficulties, talk about network, talk about the ability to having a, a very constant bandwidth, the hybrid working models, and then don't forget, right, you got compliance of new rules and regulations. With a couple of all these, a range of hurdles that are coming up, people just don't know what they don't know. So you got a lot of that bit whereby people are questioning, firstly, are they doing the right thing? Secondly, is the data correct? Is it coming from the right system and sources? So a lot of them are really questioning that bit and trying fitting the strain, I would say, in terms of collaboration element. The survey noted that 33% of C-suites said they're concerned about the visibility into financial data scenarios and stress testing. Now, given that many organizations likely already have ERP systems in place, are these systems inadequate for what-if scenario planning and stress testing? And what kind of tools are needed to do proper modern-day financial planning and testing? When we talk about data, right, we talk about a couple of things, right? You know, are we able to analyze it effectively? Are we able to react to it in a faster perspective? So we all know we are the new normal. Think about this, right? The pandemic has really exposed gaps in the policies, the processes, the technologies that finance and accounting rely on, things that you're talking about. Now, are technologies available to them? Yes, they have been, but are they sufficient? We all are moving so differently in this new COVID-19 era. So while challenging, it also has created an opportunity for executives to reimagine the finance function. And what I mean by that is that I'm not saying go rip up the technologies that they've already got in the organizations, but really try to leverage and see what can really work with them. So what I mean by this is that it's not only meant from a process efficiency perspective, or let's get better processes in place. No, but also from a strategic lens, having finance and accounting has a provider of value to while the enterprise to New Year's of working. We have typically looked at finance as a back office operation and I think that is so wrong. And like I said, it's mission critical for an organization, right? For its livelihood, for its productivity, looking at whether the longevity is to your question, strategic focus, planning and scenarios. But what this has come out is that this process has exposed an urgent need for transparency and flexibility. And what that really means is that the automation of technologies, you know, fast forwarding a digital transformation. And the primary goal is to really improve confidence, right? The fundamentals of the business giving insights that support more effective business decisions. So long-range planning, forecasting, and, and most importantly, ultimately, it's really strengthen the relationships between finance and the C-executives, right? So giving them confidence. We have the backbone to support it. The survey, which is interesting for me, said it highlighted that C-suites seem to be more confident, 50%, on the accuracy of financial data compared to FP&E teams at 28%. Why is there this disparity? So look, 
you know, <laughs> you can't think about it, right? Are these people working in one and the same team? As C-level executives, you need to be confident in regards to that the organization are in good hands. You have invested because, look, uh, you have invested in the right technologies, you have invested in the right governance, the right compliance, and of course, the most importantly, people that will support this business tomorrow looking forward. Don't forget that finance is, while a critical function, is one of many parts, right? You know, the sum of successes, the obligation of everything else. How C-suites look at data and how it's presented to them, they look at the overall perspective of how the business is. What's the health of the business? For obviously, from a finance perspective, but more importantly, sales projections, marketing, a demand generation, you know, what are the competitors doing? You know, are they, what, what's the general industry sentiments, right? The macro, the macroeconomic sense of things. So C-suites would generally have a related view of things, looking at long-range planning with all these multiple factors coming in, not just looking at financial data itself. While very, very important, I would say that is the crux of it all. And more importantly, you would want C-suites to project a robust, optimistic view of, you know what, we know where our gaps are, while the gaps are exposed and whatnot, but more importantly, we know what we need to do. So if there's poor visibility in financial data, if there's unnecessary risks in terms of representation, then let's go fix it, right? Let's address it, uh, but not rather pouring cold water and saying, what, what do we do, right? What do we do itself? Finance transformation has been talked about for some time now. Where are FP&A teams today in terms of digital transformation? Where do you see are the successes and the holdup? So you're spot on there, right? The whole conversation about finance transformation, digital transformation has been around for some time. But I tell you, if there's one thing that COVID-19 has done or many things is that it's really started to highlight technology limitations. It also, And then in that same way, it's also accelerated technology adoption. And what I mean by that, right? So if you can't think about technology limitations, they've been really central to the many barriers that FNA teams have faced during the pandemic. As companies now recognize that technology is necessary, not a nice to have anymore, they are now supporting, for example, virtual meetings, things like what you and I are doing right now, conferences. They also recognize the value in implementing technologies that seamlessly will allow their teams to access systems remotely. Sensitive data was hardly shared uh, across VPNs or across secure network, right? So well, you've got to be physically in the office or not. But there's change. Accessing systems remotely, reducing manual processes because you need that automation for efficiency. And then ultimately improving the visibility and accuracy of the financial data, which is so important. So if data is coming from multiple data centers, if data is coming from a variety of locations, that needs to come together in a structured manner. And technology is the enabler to help that happen. When we talk about technology, right, it should be a catalyst for change. Everyone talks about technology, nice to have, should we do it? But I think now is more so a time whereby it's not should we do it, we need to do it so that we can take care of our people, we can be more flexible and more important, more agile in making sure that we are competitive in this market. Given that remote working is here to stay, at least for a while, what should CFOs and finance leaders or FP&A leaders in Asia do to alleviate the, some of the concerns that have been raised in the survey? You know, some of the key trends that we, we kind of looked at it, right, it's, it's talent, yeah? You know, um, when you look at talent and the most important asset in your organization, you need to ensure that they are skilled well. You need to ensure that there's enablement across, right? And you need to ensure that, you know, they have been given the right resources to be successful. Now, you and I know working remotely, can be challenging. So I think it's important that what needs to happen in there, you know, we need to bring all of this together. So talent, making sure that they are provided the right infrastructure, the support, the enablement, you know, to, to do all of that. Secondly is, you know, we, we talked a lot about this, right? But automation, it's no longer thinking about should we automate, but really we're going to start implementing and scaling automation solutions to help increase accuracy, reliability of financial data. You can no longer sit back and say, hey, you know what? Uh, we will think about this and, and actually 
address that from the whole perspective itself. When you talk about efforts to accelerate digitalization, you need to look at investments in technology, whether it's robotic process automation, whether it's artificial intelligence. You need to really go out there and start looking at things importantly uh, and saying that how will this really help us? So upskilling your workforce, very, very important. And then, of course, engaging the organization end-to-end and saying, hang on, what are my peers doing? How am I compared to other markets in the industry? What are my benchmarks looking like? So if you bring all of that together, this will actually help the organization be more agile. Finally, what are your thoughts for FP&A in 2021? For the people who do the jobs of financial planning and forecasting, what should they be doing given that they are now considered a, a partner to the business? I will start by saying, you know, when you look at modern accounting, right, it's, it's, it's a model. The, the, it is not just there for a perspective or, or basis or nice to have. It is essential as it unifies all the company systems and data in a single source, right? So what we're trying to do there, modern accounting is really trying to automate the manual, the repetitive activities that drain time and energy. They are providing real-time information and analysis to inform business decisions. So the idea here, you know, where, where I would look at, you know, finance and, and the C-suite, to do out there. Let's enable them to speed up processes and counter less risk in the financial close. Streamline the financial close, improve the financial integrity. So I would feel that some the priority should be really recognizing where better technology is, where you could eradicate the challenges facing by their team. So if there is better technology out there, you need to go and start looking at it, you need to start implementing it. So and then allow your FNA teams to focus on a couple of things. The, the vital analysis, the, the state of the business, give them a more consultative approach, value add, and allow them to turning data into insights. And more importantly, right, give the finance teams should have a seat on the table when it comes to business strategy and decision making because there's a backbone of your organization altogether. Thank you very much, Harry. Oh, one last thing I needed to ask you, me. In all of this that you've discussed, all the suggestions, recommendations, the trends that we've seen based on the surveys, what do you think is the role of Blackline in terms of enabling all of this? You know, Blackline has come a long way. Being a market leader in this space, right, we have really gone out there across our 3,000 customers. So, uh, companies come to Blackline because their traditional manual accounting processes are not sustainable, right? We help organizations move to modern accounting by unifying their data and processes, automating their repetitive work, and then driving accountability through visibility. More than 3,000 companies, including Coca-Cola, Nike, Domino's, they trust Blackline to close faster with complete and accurate results. So being the market leader in there, right, we help bring all this together in terms of our pool solution, but not, not only that, but our thought leadership in the market. Terry, thank you for joining me on Podchats for Future CFO. Thank you, Alan. That was Terry Smog, Senior Vice President and General Manager, Asia Pacific and Japan for Blackline, on the topic of bridging the confidence gap in financial data. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CFO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We invite you also to sign up for our weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CFO. Stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CFO. Bye for now.